Chapter 7 of Baseball, How to Become a Player This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Caveat Baseball, How to Become a Player By John Montgomery Ward Chapter 7 The Third Baseman in the early days of the game, when the pitching was slower and the fair foul hits were allowed, the third base position was the busiest and most difficult play of the infield. But the changes in the rules which did away with the fair foul hitting, and those which introduced the present pace in pitching, have taken away much of the third baseman's importance. Most of the infield hitting now is toward shortstop and second base, and the best of the third basemen are not able to average over three or four chances to a game. But Though the amount of his work has been diminished, it still retains its difficult nature. The length of the throw to first and the short time given him in which to make it occasion many wild throws, and if he fumbles the ball at all, the opportunity is lost. Fleet runners who hit left-handed and others who merely bunt the ball can only be caught by the quickest and cleanest work, so that, everything considered, it is not surprising to find the third baseman generally at the foot of the infield averages. Third baseman, like a second baseman, should be a man of at least average size, and Denny, who by long odds the best in the profession, is a large man. He will have a longer reach for both thrown and batted balls. He will be a better mark to throw at, and, by reason of his superior weight, he will have more confidence in the face of reckless base running. But not every player of proper size, who can stop a ball and throw it accurately to first, is capable of becoming a good third baseman. The New York team of 1887 demonstrated the odd fact that the man who seemed entirely unable to play second base could yet play third in good style, while another who was but an average third baseman could take care of second equal to anyone. The explanation probably lies in the fact that the positions require men of different temperaments. At second base, a player of nervous tendency grows anxious waiting for the ball to come, and by the time it reaches him he is unable to get it in his hands, while at third base, where the action is much quicker, such a man is perfectly at home, because he is not given time to become nervous. The same curious fact is seen when an infield is changed to an outfield position. He finds it impossible at first to stop ground hits, because they never seem to be going to reach him, and he is completely rattled by the long wait. For the same reason, the most difficult hits which an infielder has to handle are the slow, easy bounding balls that under ordinary circumstances a child could stop. The proper place for a third baseman to play must be governed by the nature of the case. For an ordinary right-handed hitter, likely to hit in any direction, and no one on the bases, he should play from 15 to 20 feet towards second and several feet back of the baseline. For a very fast runner, he should be nearer the batter, and if there is a danger of a bunt, he may even have to play well inside the diamond, though, as before said, all such hits should be attended to by the pitcher. For a batter who hits along the foul line, he will play nearer his base, and for one who invariably hits towards right field, he will move around towards second base, going in some instances even as far as the shortstop's regular position. For left-hand hitters, he will generally have to play nearer the bat, because these players always get to first quicker than right-handed batters. They are five or six feet nearer first base, and by the swing of the bat they get a much quicker start. If there is a runner on third, and not more than one out, he will have to play near the base before the ball is pitched, the object being to give the runner as little start as possible, so that he cannot score in a sacrifice hit. When the ball is pitched, the baseman runs off to his proper position, unless, of course, he's received a signal from the catcher to expect a throw. 
The third baseman should go after not only all hits coming within his position proper, but also slow hits towards shortstop. For the latter is sometimes unable to field such hits in time to make the putout on account of the long distance he plays from the home base. The baseman should, however, avoid useless interference with the shortstop, and he should not put down one hand or otherwise bulk that player on a hit plainly within the latter's reach. Having stopped a batted ball, he should throw it as quickly as possible after having regained his balance, so that if the aim be slightly inaccurate, the first baseman may have time to leave the base and return. If there is a runner on first, the baseman's throw will be to second, and this will at least cut off the runner from first, and possibly a double play may be made, if the ball can be sent to first ahead of the striker. If there are runners on both first and second at the time of the hit, he may either throw to second for the double play as before, taking the chance of catching two men, or he may make sure of one man by simply touching the third base, forcing out the runner from second. Finally, there may be a runner on third, and not more than one out, in which case, if the runner on third starts home, he will usually try to cut him off by a throw to the catcher, though possibly he may still deem it best to throw to some other base. In any case, what is the best play he must determine for himself, and he will expedite his decision by having a thorough understanding of the situation before the play arises. The third baseman should receive a signal from the catcher when the latter intends throwing to him to catch a runner napping. The runner always takes considerable ground in order to score on a slow hit to the infield or on a short passed ball. By a signal received before the pitcher delivers the ball, the baseman knows that the catcher will throw, and during the delivery he gets to the base to receive it. And here again the best base runners are oftenest caught because they take the most ground. If the batter hits at the ball, the runner takes an extra start, and a quick throw to the base will often catch him before he can get back. It should therefore be understood that, in every case when the batter strikes at the ball and misses it, the catcher will throw to third, whether or not he has previously given the signal. In touching a runner, the baseman must not run away from him, he must expect to get spiked occasionally, for if he is thinking more of his own safety than making the putout, he will lose many plays by allowing runners to slide under or around him. End of chapter 7